now. You know what the most what? shared episode was? You want to guess? Oh, loft design. No, that was the most played episode. The most shared episode. Uh, hold on, hold on. It was, hold it was on. an interview. Um, if that helps. Is it, well, they're all interviews, aren't they? They don't want to listen to us talk. Sometimes you're just us bullshitting. I mean, <laughs> yeah, fair, but no, it's um the MPA guy. Ooh, it's the other guy with an acronym. Ryan's? No. It's the VFRC guy. Richard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Really? Yep. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say the VFRC guys were sharing it amongst themselves or something or, you know, helping promote it too. Yeah, probably like, listen to this. Listen to it. Chris. He's a dumbass. Right. Man, he makes our president look so smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Nah, man. It was, it was good, though. I mean, a lot of. A lot of good stuff. I mean, really, we've been doing some pretty cool interviews. Like, you know, geez, I've definitely been learning stuff from it. Sitting here amongst my birds doing this thing. It's kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's I a lot less. It's a lot cooler when I'm home and doing this stuff. Yeah. Than when I'm than when I'm flapping my own wings. Do you want to say anything to the listeners about your disappearance? There's a oh. I know you're doing like a classified work here. So, you know, we got to keep it on the down like, low. Snowstorm came through, knocked out all communications. I got it was too cold for me to stand outside, so I finally had to resort to sending a homing pigeon uh, a message to the valley to let everybody know that I was alive. And finally, I rescued myself, made it out of there. <laughs> you, you you signed a hush contract, really, everybody. He was abducted by aliens. He broke out in the middle of the woods. It's running around all crazy for a few days. They're going to make a movie about it. I think you got a movie deal on that. Never probed. That's that, you know, Fire in the Sky was a movie about a guy here in Snowflake, right? You know that? Yeah. And I believe it, too. Yeah, I, I believe guess, it would be I guess if, you, uh, if you see him at the bar, I guess he'll be happy to tell you the story. <laughs> it's good that you're back on and everything. It was, I don't know if you were going to be able to make it that last time I talked with, uh, with Mike from the NPA or not, so... I just left it open-ended in case you came in or whatever, if the pigeon made it here and I could open up the message and read it to the listeners, but. Man, it would have been really cool if I could have sent a message on this pigeon here back to back to Dave. Nah, that'd be like, what, 100 or so miles? What's that? To, oh no, 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 he's way out there. Hmm. It's um, Sacramento, I think. Oh, okay, I see you're talking about that. Your new pigeon that you got today, you're you're my uh, bonus bird. You're you're snatching <laughs> up other people's birds here, man. I mean, you want to be talking about that right now? Yeah, yeah. it just showed up. And I mean, you weren't even yeah. flying your powders, which is impressive. I mean, you're bringing them in with uh, just a, what your racers or something? No, rolling pigeons. Mm, okay, through the rollers, and he came in, and he was hungry. Jumped right in the right in the trap. I looked the band up, and I called the guy, and I got a phone call back, told me what to do with them, and he said, uh, hey, you want to keep that bird for your racers? <laughs> sure. It was pretty cool. It's yeah. been raced. He's got about 600 miles on him. I think it's a girl, actually. Remember, you can always swing a magnet over their head and figure out if it's a girl or a boy. A, a magnet? That's science. So... 
So is it got to be one of them horseshoe magnets? I don't think. Oh, it I think you can swing a speaker over their head. <laughs> Get like a six by nine out of a Buick or something, yeah. and just swing it around her head. You get a twelve out of out of oh. the back of your neighbor's car, and if you can't hold still, it's a girl or what? Well, I don't know if you drop that thing; that'd be the end of that bird. <laughs> oh man! Um, and I told you, but I'm gonna tell the listeners too that the pigeon that we have as the icon for the All About Pigeons podcast. So that's a. Uh, well, Chris, I got the pigeon from you, so why don't you, you give the backdrop on that bird? I got that bird from a gentleman at the local pigeon club swap and sell. She's a scion, I believe, and she was flown Federation race bird. That's about the most I know about her, but I, I always liked her, and I had another one like her. She was super nice, and these birds, you can't because they've been flown and trained i can't it, it'd be really tough to settle these birds so i've never tried one day i was i was sorting out my bird birds to fly because they're not breeding at this time i was sorting them out to fly and i put the wrong bird out so lost the other bird that was kind of a bummer that was my favorite one but you got that one there she's kind of nice and but now she's expecting uh, well, I'm expecting one more egg. She plopped out one egg today, so hopefully by tomorrow I'll see another one in there. So I paired her That's up with great. another bird that I got from you, which is that red check uh, cockbird. So I paired those two up, so we'll see. It seems like I should be able to take a guess about what it looks like after all the people we've talked to on genetics and stuff. I should know what the bird's going to look like. But uh... Already, you should know if it's a boy or a girl, too. I know, I should know that. I should know everything about that bird, yeah. Well, as long as you incubate them on their left side, you'll always get the boy birds. Everybody knows that. Come on. Absolutely. And it's that's science, too. That's pure science. We need to come up with a good name for that bird since it is like a mascot for us. There you go. Have a contest. We have a name contest. Name contest, yeah. Well, yeah. Think of a good name uh, bird. Yeah. Good girl name. I'll put that up there on the Facebook. Yeah. See if we can get a name for it. Because I just call her the podcast pigeon. In the podcast, podcast pigeon. pigeon. Lady. <laughs> Dude, that's kind of cool too. Yeah. The podcast pigeon. Well, maybe maybe give it a a first name. It's gotta be a cool first name, you know. Petunia the podcast pigeon or oh I got you yeah I got you so it's like a titled with it yeah I got you yeah no well I'll throw that up there on the uh, on the Facebook and see if anybody comes up with some cool names for her I mean she is a really pretty bird that blue grizzle just well, that's a good looking bird and she'll always change she's gonna look different next year yeah most of the grizzles that I have are all all different now they just keep changing and changing if you're breeding for color that'll make it really difficult because you never know what that thing is going to look like. <laughs> let's talk about this for a minute. Um, let's talk about the next person we're going to be doing an interview with. Because after this interview, there's not going to be any more. I don't know what the baby's going to be. We're going to be super professional on this. We'll have such a good amount of knowledge. <laughs> pros, huh? Yeah. I mean, I, oh, I wow. think I'll start working on my first book after this next interview. Man. Phil is starting with the talk, the smack talk right now. Hit it on thick. Yeah. I mean, the, the really funny part about the next person we're going to interview, I mean, we can kind of drop a little bit of a spoiler, can't we? He's not going to hear this before we record, right? Well, this will come out the week before 
I'll do. I'll read a little bit of his bio here. Uh, so Dave Shoemaker has been an avid animal breeder for over 60 years. He graduated from the University of California with a Bachelor of Science degree in genetics. And then he, um, in the 80s, he worked as a director of the Porcine Products for Genetics Engineering. It was during this time that he got back into the racing pigeons. He had his first flock of racing pigeons in 85. He operates the Shoemaker Genetics in California. He maintains over a dozen inbred lines and does contemporary group performance, testing about a thousand birds each year. Um, he flies in one loft races and some of the different ones. He wrote the book, Genetics of Racing, 20 Essential Concepts for Breeding Champions, published in 2022. It's been sold to fanciers in 15 different countries. He gives numerous seminars um, at the IF and AU conventions, one loft races, uh, the 2021 China First Congress Symposium on Veterinary Science and Pigeon Health, he was one of the original authors for the first electronic pigeon newsletters, Winning, started by Stephen Van Bremen in 2004. His articles have also been published in Pigeon Racing Digest and the British Homing World Studbook. And uh, that is, he's also a member of the AU Member Hall of Fame there. That is David Schumacher. So he's going to be coming on and talking with us on the next episode. I touch on a lot of different things because his background isn't just genetics. He does a lot of racing and stuff too so but i think genetics are we're going to try to you know a lot of information in a little bit of time we'll try to get right into the meat and potatoes as soon as he comes on but i mean the, the funny thing is well chris you, you say the funny part of it i met this guy or i talked to him today that pigeon that my rollers brought in that was his pigeon yeah you talked to him outside of the podcast you talked to him as somebody who just found one of his birds yeah. Yeah. So we we're talking. You, you know, you tell me about this bird you got today, and you're like, "It's some guy shoemaker." I'm like, "David?" You're like, "Yeah, David Shoemaker, out of California." I'm like, you gotta be kidding me, man! Like, because we just we were been emailing back and forth, and you know, just the last day or so, he just finally told me that he's gonna come on and do an interview with us. <laughs> and uh, oh man, I'm like, people are gonna think that we all like live within a block of each other, you know? But he's you know, about. He's over 300 miles away. Yeah. <laughs> and the bird the bird came from San Diego. It was released way east of me, but out in the mountains. Like, this is a super tough course. Everybody has told me that that one would be, like, pert near impossible for me because they're they're coming over the mountains. And, uh, so, he was, so they were released east of you flying west of Cali. I got you. Right, so there it was 350 miles, and there were um, I think 1,200 or 1,000 birds, wow. uh, something like that. I don't know; he'll know more than me, but it's all on the the website there, wow. all the results. But it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's just what are the odds? You know what I mean? That's just cool. Like, what are the odds of that? Yeah, it's a it's quite the coincidence. I'll, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that guy's bird and all those birds landed in your, you know, with your pigeons, and then come to yeah. find out, you know, we're going to be talking to him in a couple of days. I mean, that's that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, and the bird is seems to be healthy. It was hungry, but it it's kind of fat, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but it's it's a stout little bird. You know, it seems to be in pretty good shape, but it's it's 
kind of kind of heavy. Probably stopped at a McDonald's parking lot on the way to your place or something. Right? <laughs> you know, uh, that, that reminded me, I was, he's talking about his articles in the Racing Pigeon Digest. And the last couple of issues, there's been these articles written about losses that guys are having with their birds not coming back. You know, the main theory is, is that there's so many different, you know, 5G and all these other different cell phone towers and all the satellites that we have flying around. All these new signals that are just buzzing through the air all the time are starting to mess with these birds. And one guy made an article where he said, why don't we kind of go back to the basics, like forget bloodlines, go back to racing pigeons that just return home and then build our bloodlines off of that, you know, and we'll get to that speed equivalent again. But right now, like, you know, because a lot of guys all over the country are just having really high losses. And, you know, they, they're saying it's more than just the bird of prey. Um, they're not their training hasn't changed or anything like that and really if anything if you're going off of these bloodlines and stuff your losses should be less and less of you you should be getting a better bird i don't know what do you think about that you think all these invisible signals through the air are frying their brains and those little invisible signals don't even go like two miles can't even get my phone door <laughs> <laughs> we need more signals Chance, yeah. <laughs> right I want more <laughs> they're gonna come out with 6G next year my phone's gonna be worthless <laughs> uh, I don't know what I think about that I thought it was really interesting I mean because there are there are more signals than there used to be I mean back in the day when it was just if you want TV put up an antenna you know obviously before cell phones and all that stuff you know i feel like in the last several years the one thing that has changed is everything is like twice as expensive and one thing i noticed when i looked at race result today is that these races had big losses big losses yeah like you know quarter of the birds time and then the time and are they putting in the time to uh train these birds is it too expensive is it cost prohibitive some you know, of these guys are heard. saying that training hasn't changed but i can see where yeah, we're not what gonna... ryan's, ryan's talked about like especially in the uk and stuff where it's like it's hard to drive 50 miles you know because the roads yeah. are so curvy it takes forever um, yeah. and then and then of course you know gas is insane right now and people's schedules you know a little bit that's tired. what I'm talking about we're, yeah. we're paying like twice as much for feed we're paying twice as much for fuel everything costs so much more tires yeah. everything, everything so that's I wonder where you're going with this I was like what does cost got to do with this so you're saying that you think that people just aren't conditioning their it, birds better or like they should well, I mean, maybe they need more time. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but man, that's just like know. one more one more thing to find attractive about one loft races. Well, no, yeah. that's and uh, well, but are they doing? Are they doing the training? Well, that's that's, their, that's that's where that's their job. That's where the money goes for. It goes to them driving and you know the gas, the tires, and everything like that. Specifically earmarked for that stuff you know whereas like the regular guys like 
I get off at work at this time and I'm going to try to fly my birds or take them out somewhere and do a release. It's, it's different. You know, they should be training. I mean, should is different than might be what's going on. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of one left races and, you know, some are probably really on top of it. And, you know, especially the ones that update every release, you know what I mean? Like live stream their stuff really good and like good transparency. I think most of them are doing that now. Yeah. But you know, you see, you'll see it. You know, it's a big, big smash somewhere, and they lose a, a bunch of them. Yeah, and uh, it seems to happen quite often. How can you train birds and train and train and train and train these birds and get them all back? But then, yeah, that's just questions I have. We'll, we'll you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll get. We're going to be talking to some. We got some other interviews with some people up down the road here, and this is a question I'm specifically going to come back to because I get that things happen. Yeah, and I mean, there's also some races that are notorious, like oh, these birds got to fly over a huge mountain range, you know, or weather right. up, stuff like that, you know. But well, that one, this one out here that that I found, he come from a really nasty, nasty course gotta fly over a ton of mountains to get to where we're at you know what i mean yeah the one you just that bird you got yeah this that was gnarly coming you know to get here oh yeah there's a lot of stuff to fly through and it was cold and which maybe was better for them i don't know maybe they're gonna they're flying over all them flying over through around whatever on them cliffs and stuff there's a lot of a lot of stuff to fly nothing's necessarily straight over there either just realized we didn't do like any opening on the podcast oh well you can start whenever you want to i guess well i wanted to do the uh, family feud intro today man oh we've been talking about it and man you know what i'm talking about right you always ask me this, and I just drop. Do, do you not watch the Family Feud thing? Watch the bloopers. I really, I really don't like. I really don't like Steve that much. Really? Oh man. Well, it's not that I dislike him. I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Now I'm. Better not put that out there. Is email for that? Uh, how, how can you hate like Steve Harvey, man? Don't do that to me, Phil. Come on. All right, we're going to do, do the Family Feud opener, which I get, people who listen to Family Feud can appreciate. Chris is going to be here like, what's this guy doing? Hello and welcome to the All About Pigeons podcast. I'm your man, Phil. Today we got with us the Denisons, the, nice. the Makers, the Chris the Makers. I don't know. You, you go by so many different aliases, man. It's hard to stay up with it. Understand the For those case. who understand the reference, you'll be one, ahead, one step ahead of me today. We were talking about this earlier with the different uh, the where we host the podcast through through Spotify. We're on Apple and Google and Amazon, everything like that. But Spotify's where we host through, and so they gave us all kinds of stats and stuff. And Loft Design was fit, played fifty two percent more than every other episode. And I'm in my head, I'm like, is that because? people are kind of you know i'd assume it's because people are building a loft everybody's got to start somewhere 
for yeah. sure. I mean, I just thought that was interesting. And racing pigeons was a you know really popular one too. But yeah, loft design was like always always listened to a lot. And I thought that was interesting, but uh, you know we've it's we funny because it it's there. probably the stuff we, we know the least about. Well, if you remember the episode, did I just read out of the pigeon encyclopedia? <laughs> you know, right? And we kind of we kind of talked on it a little bit, I guess. But um, all of our stuff is just made over sheds, <laughs> dude. I only have the only legit pigeon lofts I have is the one that you made for my son, and then I made him a kit box, and then my other one is an old outdoor shower that I converted. And the other one is just an old pallet building that I converted. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely got dream lofts in my head, but you know. mine are just buildings that that were falling down, doors coming off of them, stuff like that, and clean them up, and you know, just old shit, pretty much. But I mean, you get that racing loft is pretty nice, though. You built that specific for racers. Though. That's a nice loft, right? But it's just a little tiny. It's it's not. Um, I mean, well, it's a nice size for a nice size team for a small team. Yeah. Um, I, that and that's all I I put it together for. You know, if I do the club racing, I'll I'll have enough to find. I don't need hundreds. Can't do it. Could never afford it. Probably don't have the time for it. I definitely ain't gonna try to compete with any of these lofts like a Belgium and stuff like that. That's some next level stuff oh yeah for sure I guess but I could convert I, my house into a pigeon loft and then I might be able to compete but then I have excellent use the attic <laughs> use the attic bro oh like that uh, those powder guys oh, man that's yeah. so cool I, I'm not gonna lie when I was up there working on my attic put that floor in there for storage I was like I could totally poke my head through you know and put a little trap right here and oh jeez but how do you I, how would you clean that you know, what are you hauling water up the stairs and stuff? I mean, I guess that's that's what the guy was doing. He yeah. was carrying a he was carrying a water jug. Don't you remember? Everything everything is trained with water and feet on that one. I mean, that's like those guys with the uh, pigeon lops up in the cities where they got to go through the roof access, which is just a straight up ladder yeah. coming through the top. I'm like, man, you pulling fifty pound bags of feet up there, and Dude, that would never fly here. It's too hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, die in the attic. Just fuck around. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a little spiel here. What's your spiel? Oh, what you got? So we've said this a bunch, you know, about not monetizing. And it's just like anything else. Just watching a YouTube and ads popping up every 30 seconds. I mean, you guys notice that there's never any ads when you're listening to this. It's just the podcast we don't monetize so we're not putting money back into it we're not paying for like promotion or anything like that so i'm just going to put this out there that if you guys do like it and if you do think that you know other people who would like to share it with them you know that's the easiest way to promote the hobby that's all we're trying to do promote the hobby it definitely seems like there's a lot of i feel like the hobby's growing honestly i mean i definitely see a lot of new people in it um i've had people hit me up on the side and talk about their starting off in pigeons and stuff and that's awesome that's like what it's about you know it's we've said before too we're not any kind of experts on anything we will get you guys the experts you tell us what you want to hear and we'll, we'll do our best to get them on you know realistically yeah it's a lot of these other podcasts that do monetize and stuff can they put money back into it and they can compensate for these guys but 
every speaker, every interview that we've done, these guys have come on, you know, there's never money exchanging hands. They're doing it for the same reason of just promoting it. So if you guys can, you know, help us promote it, you know, it's all just for the benefit of the hobby in that way. So, and I'll leave it at that. Cause that's, that's, that's almost an ad right there. So I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> like, and share and subscribe. Or crush that like what? button, smash the share button. That's Just, what he was trying. That's what he was trying to say. All of those things. Destroy the five star symbol. Got <laughs> you. I love how those YouTubers like use extreme adjectives for clicking. Yeah, got you, Phil. But, yeah, no, for sure. Share that stuff. And if you know any famous people, it is the holidays. If you're gonna be hanging out with them, maybe say, "Yo, um, Chris and Phil need somebody to talk to. They're kind of lonely," and have them hit us up because we. Uh, we could interview them too but they gotta be into pigeons you know or have yeah. a cool pigeon story or something like that yeah cause this this episode right here is like y'all's punishment <laughs> you gotta listen to us jabber on <laughs> I mean, we got some interviews coming up and everything but we're you know we had a couple of people hit us up you know doing an episode on nutrition so we're not just gonna run to the first guy we're, we're asking you know some of these people that are really you know deep in the game i guess you could say about with the pigeons and we've got some really good people coming up with that um we had some other ideas come in so we're trying to we're trying to answer those and yeah if you guys ever have anything that you want us to talk about you know we'll try to get somebody on here that can really share a lot about it hey mike if you're listening man hit us up we really like to talk to you <sighs> right yeah there's been a couple you know it's we put a lot of feelers out there and some hit and then some are just crickets you know yeah, some of them are hard to get to. It's hard to get a hold of. You know, Larry the Bird Guy. We've been trying to reach out to him up in New York. I haven't heard nothing back from him. He hasn't been active on the Facebook or anything. If you're if you're in New York, there, we need somebody to go check see if Larry's there. Dude, the other day when I, I was down in uh, I was down in Phoenix, and I keep a bag of uh, the pigeon pellets underneath my seat and. I started throwing them out in the parking lot and then it was like all these pigeons from like rooftops just all like descended Dude, there was a, such a big flock there was actually a uh, like a spread ash red in the mix obviously a bunch of like blue bars and checks and stuff but uh man i, I was through i threw a handful out at a time and like within seconds it was just gone i mean i think i, I dumped my whole land dump on a handful at a time i went through like a bag like a big ziploc bag of pellets out there we tore it up and then I went to a different parking lot and there were some pigeons there and I threw some out there and they picked up the pellet didn't know what to do with it and didn't eat it that's funny the first pigeon to realize that it's food is going to have a good day you're going to you're going to cease get cease and desist later for that one yeah I had a cop roll up on me one time when I was at a parking lot over by Mesa throwing feet out tell you, tell you not to feed the pigeons I mean, it's like they got deterrents and stuff all over up there so they're definitely trying to keep pigeons out i guess but you know it is what it is they're like really like but well man geez dude we've already chatted for like 30 minutes i don't want to go over that because it's hard to edit <laughs> right on well so let's we'll wrap this up but uh yeah thanks for listening everybody and remember to uh, yeah like like the ad said like share whatever we don't have well, i guess we do have a youtube you can subscribe to but however you're listening like, you know, like review, share subscribe review tell help. all your famous friends 
this right. holiday, this upcoming holiday, whether it be Christmas, New Year's, Hanukkah, whatever you got, anything cool, send them our way. Yeah, and if you guys have any other people or topics or anything like that, you know, hit us up. We'll, we'll do our best to bring them on for you. I don't know what else we got. That's about it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We're going to be talking with Dave Schumacher in the next episode, so don't miss that one. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to Dave again. <laughs> he might want his bird back now that he knows it's you. <laughs> right now that he knows it's me. No, he's going to send me a pedigree. That's cool. I'll have a pedigree for the bird. Those are always good. So, yeah, you know, just something to look at. Give me something to keep records with. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next one.